On today's show, Andrew Trimble has a nervous breakdown. Could the Joker scupper Ireland's World Cup chances? And would Willie John McBride have been cut from the Ulster Academy in the modern day game? Joe presents Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby, together with Guinness. Hello and you're very welcome to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. All smiles in Fugawuga today as Ireland qualify for the quarterfinals of the Rugby World Cup 2019 after a 47-5 win over Samoa. Who they play? I haven't a clue. Um, uh, should we? Should we? Uh, obviously, we don't know yet. We do two. We do, yeah. Because two intros. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, what about that? What about that Japan game, huh? Oh, what about Scotland? <laughs> what did you see in that bit when he did the? Like, what about that scrum? Remember the scrum? The scrum. I love wow. scrums. Who would have thought that the typhoon though would change course and then come into the stadium after, halfway through the game? Yeah, I didn't see that coming. And they'd all be swept away. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of sad. <laughs> and they, they. <laughs> <laughs> Or, uh, yeah. disappointed the game was cancelled, wasn't bit it? Bit of a shame, bit of, yeah. a, bit of a stain in the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, what were they thinking? Yeah. Idiots. But look, Ireland versus, ins- um. insert name here, <laughs> Ireland versus New Zealand in the quarterfinal. What about Ireland versus that Southern Hemisphere team, huh? <laughs> <laughs> sure, they're huge. How <laughs> oh, will we do against them, huh? Uh, well, look, we can focus on the game because it, uh, it was a great... Result and a good performance. Uh, we're going to have Fla on. He's on the way to discuss in more detail uh, Ireland's win against Samoa. Before that, I've got a hot take that is bursting to get out of my brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, that I'd like to just vomit out here now. Okay. So um, uh, I went to see The Joker last night, which was is now straight into my top three films of all time. Uh, behind uh, Barbed Wire and Jaws. Jaws. Didn't have enough sharks to be to top jaws. <laughs> not enough boobs. <laughs> not enough Pamela Anderson, not just boobs. You can, get, you can get any old pair of boobs. <laughs> Pamela Anderson in plastic latex, swinging on an old thing. Yoke. Swing. Yoke. So uh, if it had sharks and, bar- and Pamela Anderson, it had been straight at number one, untouchable. Yeah. But despite not having that, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, is that how you say his name? Boobs, <laughs> Sharks with boobs, Sharks with laser beams and boobs. Joaquin <laughs> <laughs> Phoenix is riding them around. Is it Joaquin Phoenix? Uh, yeah. Or Jacqueline? Oh, uh, it's Joaquin. Joaquin. In, uh, Joaquin in D4. I think if you say uh, Jordan Lemur, you say <clears throat> Joaquin. Joaquin Lemur. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't say Lemur, we say Larmer. So uh-huh. it's Jack and Larmer. Jordan. Lamar. Yeah. He was unreal. So. That's enough. Uh, cut to the chase. Premise of the film, you know what the Joker's about. You know he's, he's laughing, he's a clown. Yeah. But like we've always seen him from the perspective of Batman, which is like Batman's class and here's this little gold bag on the side <laughs> just, you know, trying to, I don't know, whatever he'd be trying to do to him. And it's always a little slapstick. So this one is like proper takes a look at where a guy like the Joker comes from. Mm-hmm. So dark. Like he suffered serious mental... Uh, and physical abuse as a child, uh-huh. grew up in a society where he was told from the get-go that he was never going to make it. Uh, he's now dealing with a, a disabled mother who 
wasn't the greatest influence on his life. He's always been dealt a shit hand. Uh-huh. He's, you know, society, uh, the powers that be, the man has always shoved shit in his face and it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's got this clear. mental condition that he can't stop laughing when he gets nervous and that's why he, he's a clown is he tries to channel it but he's never, he says in the film, he's never had a minute of happiness his entire life. Oh, that's so, so you can understand. Yeah, you can understand. Yeah. So halfway through the film, you're watching it going and there's a lot of people... That comp- poor serial killer. Yeah. And there's a lot of, well, he's not a serial killer yet. There's a lot of people watching it and and there's a lot of people complaining that this is going to be kind of a green light for people who might be that way inclined or might suffer like he does. (laughs) Clowned. (laughs) Might suffer the way that they might take this as an inspiring, like use it as inspiration to do something mad, which is a genuine Mm -hmm. uh, possibility because you're watching it going, you're backing him. You're kind of going, fuck, he's got such... And then when he starts acting a little bit crazy and starts killing people, you're mm-hmm. kind of rooting for him. Mm-hmm. How weird is that? Yeah, yeah. You're rooting for him, right? So, like, Gotham City, right? It's still Gotham City. So that's, that's like, the world in a little under a microscope. And within that city, you have the good, the hero that is Batman. You have the innocent victims. You've got all the politicians. You've got all... Then you've got the evil bad guys as well. So... It's on a little uh, micro-environment, mm-hmm. but it could also be looked at as like, that's, I'm sure this is what some comic nerds have looked at, that this is the inside of every single person's head. Like, uh-huh. we've all these okay, different yeah. things going on. Yeah. All these evil voices, all this, and it's whoever, however your life path goes, that you, you go a certain way or another. As in you become a Joker, you become a Batman. Yeah, right? So you could look at it like that, and then you could look at it as Irish rugby, is Gotham. Yeah. The whole of Irish rugby is Gotham City, right? And then the Irish team is Batman because they're just trying to win the World Cup for Gotham City. They're uh-huh. trying to do good and we are out here and we're either, you know, jokers or we're victims or supporters or we're Alfred or we're all these people just trying to... You'd be gutted if you're Alfred. I think Rala's Alfred. <laughs> yeah, got it. Would you? Rala's happy out. Yeah, but he could be Batman. <laughs> He's, he's, he's like, I got you a new uniform there, Batman, and all that. Got you new yeah. gear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, like, yeah. Anyway, we do. We digress. We we'll get to him. Um, so, so I think we all have a little bit of a Joker inside us. And like when when Ireland were losing to Japan, there was a little bit in in a lot of people that were like, I wonder how much they're gonna lose by. Yeah. I wonder how much they can lose by. Come on, Japan. We talked about that, sure. Like, yeah, yeah we became Japan supporters. Ja- jokers. Seen, we became yeah, jokers. Seeing how much they could tear them down. Because, you know, Batman is always... Try- There's people in Gotham, even though he's trying to do good, they're trying to tear him down. What's that about? Yeah. Why do we have this part of our yeah. brain that's like, I want to see it burn. Yeah. I want to see how much they can lose. And then they might go out against Russia and they'll lose again. There's a little bit of us going, will they lose to Russia? Will they get knocked out? Yeah. Why aren't we just being more that, supportive? That happened in the 2007 World Cup whenever Ireland nearly got beat by Georgia. I think Donica was on the, on the mic, on the bus, a couple of days later and find a couple of lads because there was an audible, ah, oh, whenever Georgia <laughs> nearly scored, <laughs> but didn't. From the bench? From the squad, <laughs> like. <laughs> so oh. it's even in the players. It's because you know, everybody roots the underdog. Yeah. Imagine Georgia beat Ireland. Imagine Japan beat Ireland. Mm. <laughs> Came true. The Joker is, yeah, yeah he, he, he comes out on us. So we, I think we've gotten over it and that we're, we're now looking at Hopefully in the quarterfinal, a new 
Batman. Like, cause I think the last Batman is kind of Christian Bale. He's done his thing. He's gotten us to the quarterfinals, but he's a little bit fucked, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's pe- like there's other people within the Irish rugby that are uh, certain characters in Batman. I think uh-huh. like uh, Eddie O'Sullivan is the Penguin because he's because he bites people's noses off. He's kind of penguiny, isn't he? He looks like a penguin, and he's he's the most like penguin. Well, we couldn't have a bit of penguin. I think Eddie's definitely more. He kind of sounds like a penguin as well, <laughs> but he's like the way the penguin isn't. He's grand, like he's not as evil as the Joker. Yeah, he's like so that you'd be like you'd go for a pint with the penguin. I think he'd be, you know, yeah. Batman. Uh, b- he's Bat- very violent, the penguin. Is he? Because penguins, we've got penguins. Obviously, are our <laughs> they're they're useful penguins. They're resourceful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I given us um, Catwoman. Okay. Because. She's, she's grand. <laughs> that. But she's grand. Like, she doesn't really. She doesn't. She's not that bothered. Is she? She doesn't really want to be. It's not make or break for her. She doesn't really want to, yeah. to be ja- uh, Batman. Yeah. She's really that into taking over. If she was pushed, she'd be on Batman's side. Yeah. She just wants to have the crack. Yeah. But if things don't work out, she'll just. Um, we also like cats. She'll right? take off. Well, you like cats. I don't like cats. You like woman. <laughs> Between us, <laughs> we like cats and women. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> Who else? There's a few evil guys in there, like Two Face, uh-huh. Felix. Oh, because he took off. Took off. Yeah, and he's there. With his, he's so he loves money so much. He's just there flicking his little coin, <laughs> just, yeah. flicking his little rand. Yeah, just watering <laughs> his little rand. <laughs> if it lands on Nelson Mandela's face, it's. <laughs> Someone gets picked or not. That's it. If you get picked or not, Felix flicks a coin and he decides whether you get picked or not. Uh, is that all? Is there any other characters? Riddler. 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 Don't know who that would be. Jeez, that stunned us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think we got to move in. I think the new Batman is going to be uh, your man from... Uh, oh, Pattinson, yeah. Pattinson, Twilight. Robert Pattinson from Twilight. Oh, See, I think he'd be good, because like he doesn't say much. Do you know what I mean? He's not like a. He's a bit. Yeah. He's a bit like, what's he up to? <laughs> you know, he's not like a. Hey, I'm a celebrity. He's. Yeah. He's quiet and he's. But it's still a bit of a jump, isn't it? From like a cheesy, Twilight series to. to he's like a, a good dark. actor, right? He's a good actor, yeah. and he's. Uh, I don't know. I think it needs to go in a certain direction. I think he'd be good, like, and I think all the other, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, is that all? Is that enough of a hot take? Yeah, that's good stuff. So we're like, uh, so we're kind of, now we have to go back to supporting Batman. We need to be like, what's the dude, the the, the police chief? Um, uh, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon. Very supportive. Yeah. Get out that bat torch. Yeah. Come on, Batman. Win the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah. Um, had you a good weekend? Uh, what did I do? Um, went to mini rugby with my young fellow this morning, and uh, we uh, there's no coaching involved, no coaching at all. It's just it's stuck in the mud, and <laughs> which is going to impact um, a theory I've, I'm going to introduce when Fla comes on. I love stuck in the mud. Yeah, very. You un- know what they've done though? Under underplayed game, or is it just because I'm an adult? <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't play stuck in the mud nowadays. But you know what they do now? They don't, uh, so when you get stuck in the mud, you don't um, climb under to free someone anymore. They put their hands out and you flush the toilet. You push their hand down to flush the toilet and that frees them. 
What's kids, that about? Is this, are they gone so weak that they're not able to get down on their hands and knees? Yeah. Or is they afraid that they'll... They'll get dirty. they get dirty? Is that what it is? I, th- I assume it. Well, oh, wet Jesus and cold. Sake. But you're stuck in the mud. So yeah, I know. Get down in the mud. My God. I know, it's disgraceful. Not want my children will be down face and down. Mini, mini rugby face now, down in that mud. They're not playing uh, games at this stage. But you know in mini rugby, they don't play till they get a winner. They just play for fun. It's not like next try wins. Yeah, not like back in our day. Yeah. And there's winners, there's winners, and there's losers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my loser. It's only because you're the only other one here. Uh, the typhoon, <laughs> the typhoon, I'm, I couldn't be arsed talking about the typhoon. It's, it's a super typhoon, Baz. Yeah. Did you know that? No. It, that's the category, it's a super typhoon. Oh, wow. I'd love to know what comes next. It's like another, he's another. Oh, sorry, no, it's like an another uh, character in my. Batman thing, yeah. like super typhoon yeah. with a big S in it. Pow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, obviously it's very serious and all that crap, but it's just all this. Who knows? So move on. Grand. Be yeah? grand. Yeah. Yeah. It's been talked to death this week. Uh, yeah, I think. Oh, Pat, I want to talk about to you about um, something special that's coming up for you in a few weeks. Pat has a play. He wrote a play. You'll love this about Ireland beating the All Blacks in uh, Chicago. What was the name of the stadium? Soldier Field. Yeah. Soldier Field, mm-hmm. because that's the name of the play. Yes. Um, four <laughs> nights. Uh, talk to us. Four nights you're doing. Uh, talk yeah, to us yeah, it's, um, it's going to be in the Mill Theatre in Dundrum at the end of the month, so it's 30th of October to the 2nd of November. So it uh, could clash with Ireland being in the World Cup final that same week, so it could be a busy week for me uh, and, and everybody involved. But yeah, it's it's kind of... It follows six fans a few years out from starting on with the recession that we had back here in Ireland, all the way up to beating them in in uh, Soldier Field. Because um, yeah, a lot of Irish people who were over there at the game who kind of had to go and start new lives for themselves. Also, over people living over in, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a few people who kind of I'd even met when I was at that game that weekend that had lost jobs and stuff and went over to live in America and different, not even Chicago, different parts of America, and they were all at the game meeting up with friends and family. So a little bit of it is about that, and then it follows three of the players who are involved in the game. So it's Conor Murray, it's Rob Kearney, and there's a lad called Andrew Trimble as Guilty. well. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> Did I beat the All Blacks? <laughs> Can't even remember. Did people, I? people portraying you in a play now. Yeah. Who's playing him? Uh, Conan Doherty from uh, the GA Hour. Unreal. Yeah. Being from Derry, he just immediately got the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's been class, and yeah, he's been class in the rehearsals and stuff. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you so on stage? Yeah, I wasn't planning it, but like Sylvester Stallone, I always give myself a, a decent part in the end. Um, so what's your role then? Uh, I just play one of the fans then who, who's at it. Like, so, uh-huh. um, and he's called Pat, so that's kind of handy enough as well. Don't you? Just so you remember, remember character so already. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Did you lose your mind whenever we beat the All Blacks? Did you? Like, how connected to it were you? Like, this is, I mean, or were you, you kind of like, oh, I'll beat the All Blacks back to work on Monday? No, it was really good that night. But the only shame about it for, like, you know, it's a quibble having beaten the All Blacks, but was that me and all the other journalists, we were behind a big glass, like you weren't out in the open air, so oh. you didn't really get to feel the atmosphere as much, so like yeah. you could just hear it, and you basically got the TV commentary coming through to you, but like it was more spe- like special beating them, being in the Aviva last November, because you're just whipped up in the atmosphere. But, I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, they didn't make a, they didn't make a play about that, did they? <laughs> I was watching... Uh, Joe Rogan's latest episode, which was on UFOs the other night, uh-huh. and this kind of reminds me of that. 
Uh, by the way, aliens are real. Watch this mm. podcast. It's unbelievable. He gets like a, a fighter pilot, one of the most recognized and uh, respected fighter pilots, fighter pilot, <laughs> fighter pilot in the states, who has had a first up close encounter with a UFO. Yeah, he was respected up until that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Rogan, there's a guy called Jeremy Conspiracy Theory. I think is his surname. He's a conspiracy theorist, and he comes on. He's Rogan has him on a few times to talk about this stuff, and he gets him on talking about his experience flying over a UFO and there's video footage of it on the radar and stuff. It's insane. But your man is kind of like, yeah, I saw the UFO. And uh, the two of them are like, I would do anything, <laughs> anything to see a UFO. And I feel like you beating the All Blacks is like, eh, I don't really like rugby. <laughs> and we're like, Pat, Pat's written a play about it. He would do anything. To, he's like, the grass is always greener, Pat. Like? What was it like? Yeah, see if you get out there, you'd be like, ah, oh, sure. Did they, did they, he's like, do you know when What's people, the hacker like? Do you know when, <laughs> when, people are, when people are abducted by aliens and it's like, uh, it could be the same thing as like the, the All Black, playing against the All Blacks. Like, did they touch you? Anyway? <laughs> did they probe you? Is Israel Dag really big? <laughs> <laughs> what do they look like up close? <laughs> uh, yeah, we almost beat the All Blacks, but it doesn't matter, does it? Uh, it nearly, there's a lot of people nearly beat the All Blacks. Well, Pat, fa fair play. That's incredible. Four nights as well. Unbelievable. So uh, yeah. we'll be there. Yes. I can't wait to judge Two tickets whether, on. whether he does a good trimby or not. Uh, while we're plugging, we the night that what time, date is that? Um, that's it starts on the thirtieth. One of them Halloween night. You no. guys are the night the night after, inches in the okay. Olympia. Yeah. We have a gig Hermitage Green in the Olympia on Halloween night, thirty first of October. If any of our penguins are out there and want to come, that's my wife's birthday. That's okay. She'll, she'll get over. <laughs> no, it. No, no, I was. Just <laughs> she'll get over. <laughs> <it. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, we also have a song out at the moment, a brand new single, called All in All, which got released last week. Oh, it's a banging tune. Thanks, man, yeah. It's a bit more uh, laid back. Might get Sorry, a, not banging. Might what get Alan it? to stick in a 30-second uh, bit of that Sting. Now. Yeah, Sting of our song. I will, I will do that. And then the rest of you can go to Spotify to listen to the rest of it. Uh, so we'll take a break now, and we'll get Fla on after this little tune. Sting. Show me how you do Stealing memories just so I got something to do all in all. If there's an easy way, I'll do it for you too. All in all. All right, welcome to the show and to the couch, Fla. Uh, before we start, I just want to. Uh, Thank the family of Laura Brennan for sending us these personalised HPV vaccine jerseys that are incredibly tight. But, no, uh, we're incredibly big. <laughs> but they're lovely. Uh, Laura Brennan very sadly passed away from cervical cancer and uh, she spent the last 18 months of her life uh, using her voice to promote the HPV vaccine. So if you'd like to support that, please go on social media and use the hashtag uh, ThanksLaura. Um, right, Fla, I had you included in my Joker Batman thing, mm. uh, quite kindly. Eddie Sullivan was the Penguin, was he? Mm. Who was Joker again? 
we we are all a little bit of joke. Oh, do you know who's Joker? Do you know those that one journalist that I'm not allowed to say his name, who's the hogweed? Mm. He's the king of he's the Joker, and then all the other people that follow his word of absolute bullshit journalism are his minions. So like that's what the Joker has all these little people following him around. Mm-hmm. Do you know his little goss? They're goss or like. Emo kind of, they're just people who have got some reason that they want to see the world burn. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like fucking, no, they're they're poison, right? So that's the Joker. He's the king of okay. of the evil ones. But then it trickles down to less evil ones, like the Penguin, who's you know you'd like, you'd still go for a pint with Eddie, like and stuff like that, even though. Uh, oh yeah, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh yeah, D- definitely. First guy I called to go for a pint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was gonna, I was saying like <clears throat> ex players are. Batmans through the ages. Now you are part of such a successful Irish team that I'm going to include you in the Christian, <coughs> Christian Bale era, as with the current team that you, you you come out of it looking quite good, and but then you go back through the ages like and like Michael Keaton. He's one of the original ones. He was he was like the 1990s Batman who was he was actually quite good despite like like you know with the with the times in the 90s physically didn't look great because it wasn't professional back then, but he was like an Eric Elwood. You know, he was still a good Batman. <laughs> mm. Didn't really have many uh, tricks up his sleeve, or he had like that little rope with the, with the, the claws yeah, on yeah. it. Yeah, that was it. And yeah. then he had to like wind it back in. <laughs> 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 so he wasn't, wasn't trained up quite well, but he was, he was still a good Batman. I thought he was decent. Yeah. But then you get into the 2000s, and you're like, George fucking Clooney was Batman. Like... And you know what? It's like that guy in the two thousands who was—he looked the part. He looked like he should be—he should be a good Batman. Yeah. He's big. He's good looking. He talks the talk. Like he's been in the gym for for probably ages. Kevin Mags. He's quite. <laughs> <laughs> but he's he's a shit Batman. Uh, probably not Kevin Mags. Kevin Mags. Kevin Mags is good. It's yeah. good player. Yeah, he played so many times. It's yeah, good player. Yeah, we need somebody who wasn't a very good. International, but yet got captain. Should have been potentially a good player on paper, but never quite. I thought the revolution was like Ireland were 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 kind of shit in the nineties, weren't they? And then early to then was it around two thousand when Gatlin came in? He kind of got like they were they were basic, they were well organised, a good set piece, good kicking game, not much attack, and then they put Drico in the mix, and they they were good after that, (laughs) and then then the Penguin came in and 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 took care of Gatland. And mm. bit his nose off, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then they, and look. They, I'm not saying they run side by side. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of hard. A perfect analogy. It's not yeah, a perfect yeah. analogy. But then you love Ben Affleck in the middle of it, and you're like, oh Jesus Christ, how did this guy ever play for Ireland? What about the I mean, what about Adam West? That's his name. When they were like, oh, he's Willie John McBride. <laughs> but he was good. He was good, man. Willie John McBride was really good. Adam West was good. He was good at his time. But imagine Willie John McBride played now. Yeah, imagine Adam West. Imagine you released Adam West in Batman now. Like, Willie no John McBride would be standing beside someone in the line here with this literary telling you or something, and you might be like winning the ball. What the fuck's that old fella talking about? He'd be like Willie John McBride's like pow pow. Ninety nine, and they're all like, "What's he on about, man?" And he's just wondering. Time for the foot race, <laughs> kicking the ball and running ahead. And we're like, what's he doing? Man? I think Adam West used to dance all the time in the, in the episodes as well. Like, so every time Willie McBride would do something, he just And he was, Adam West dance. was creepily close to Robin as well, man. That was not a healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I 
forget about Robin. Jesus. Oh, yeah. forget about him. We don't have a Robin, do we? No. Did William McBride and William McBride have like a small mate that he was friends with and <laughs> hung around with him all the time? It was actually an adult. Actually an adult, wasn't he? Robin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He wasn't a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Well, where is the podcast going? Robin, what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you for days, son. <laughs> Get home and write this minute. Oh, that house got burned. Let's take my take my eleven year old son out with me. <laughs> put him in a little costume. You check upstairs. <laughs> um, so what? What the was, early Batman's had no chance. Their their outfits were, they were like um, like the same material that you'd have like a pointing uh, foam hand. <laughs> A foam, basically. <laughs> there was no shape to them. They were just no, chewy. no. The early ones were like, uh, you know, when uh, when it's when it's cold and, yeah, you're, and your and yeah. your mum has to put on tights that keep her warm, mm. but they're not sexy. Not that your mum ever would. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty sexy. <laughs> but like, put on the the thick, opaque tights that you can't see through. Just those in a kind of a navy color for uh, for, for Batman. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now they've gotten your mum was Batman, was she? <laughs> We've really nailed off the rugby in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. We went too far in the last one. Um, uh, the 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 rugby. I'm just thinking of Batman going, gotta get up to the top floor. Uh, <laughs> fuck's sake! Sorry, winding up, and I was like, man, he misses a couple of times. Like, it's just too embarrassing. By the time he comes up there, everybody's grand. The whole thing how sore would be holding that little cord as well with your hands trying to get up? Oh, these gloves. Yeah. <laughs> but they're the tight gloves. They're not really yeah. big workman gloves. Yeah, they didn't overlook a lot of this stuff. Or they didn't closely look at it. Um, the match. Very little. It was brilliant. It was great. They won. Yeah. Uh, 14 men. <clears throat> Quite a violent game, uh, to be fair. Uh, I think all of Samoa's games have been violent. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have they got a yellow card every game? <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure, or at least yeah. they've, oh, they've got re- yeah, like definitely three out of four anyway. Well, I know I'm two today, more, but obviously it was <laughs> two today. Ireland yeah. got the red. Uh, yeah. TJ Ioane got one against Japan then as well. Yeah. They're freaking taking lads' heads off against Russia. Yeah, um, no today. excuses, is there? Scotland game. Do you think they weren't harsh? Like, do you think they were harsh? The only thing about uh, Bundy's was that he nearly could have got he nearly could have got the ball, and then to dramatically change his body shape. I, I do I do think it just looks so bad clipping someone in the head with that much force. Hmm. So it, it, I don't know if that is an excuse, but if there was an excuse, that would be it. No, <laughs> it's a red card. Yeah, it's, it's it's unfortunate, but it's a red card. So yeah. So uh, you, you know the argument someone may go, oh, he's gone in, he's committed. Um, but I think Quinny was saying in the telly that. Uh, the telly uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know Quinny on the telly <laughs> that uh, when, you're, when, you're, when it's a bouncing ball especially like if you're going in and you're going in to absolutely maim someone then you've no excuses but that's what all three of those I think the two yellows and the red were they weren't like someone just slipped up a normal tackle like <coughs> a swinging arm and mm. a bit of intention so I think that's probably the message they're trying to send right yeah but it's, cha- it's going to change the game like yeah. it really yeah. is like those you're going to stop seeing those big shots I Shit, thought, um, you just end up soaking in defence you have to commit 100% to the tackle but that's going to change though now right people have just got to they've got to get used to tackling so low where, where, that, where that's well they're bringing that in though they're bringing that in in Australia they're trialling 
tackling below the hips. Yeah, is that yeah, correct? Yeah, cool. I've got an alternative. I was going to say actually, suggestion. Um, as just as a coach, flow. Like, what what do you think? Which there, I'll like, come back to. If, if, no, but like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, if a lad pulls out, like you know, like let's say if Bundyaki hadn't have gone in at that, surely he'd get in trouble, wouldn't he? Like, if, dude, if he, the dude just would have ran past him, man. Yeah, so he. But then that in the review mm. would be like he's stepping back and letting them no, go why, through. Why, why can't, <laughs> you can't why, use it like. When you make this tackle, oh, I would have I would have got a red card because I would have hit him in the head. And you're like, oh, well, that's not really an excuse. Yeah. Do you know like what I mean? Gary, it's not like if Gary Ringrose was was making that tackle because he doesn't go in to to maim lads or or hurt lads, um, he probably wouldn't have. Made, he would have made the tackle, but not made a high shot. Just using him as an example. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not that someone goes in saying I want to maim this person. They're just trying to put themselves, get their body shape right so that when they're going into their tackle entry body shape means that they're going to dominate the collision. It's not like, I, I want to put you in hospital. Mm. Um, it's just they want to win the collision. Yeah. But if that, Massively, if, though. If, yeah, but if, if players start going into collisions thinking, I don't want to win this collision or if I just want to drag them down, it'll change, the whole tone yeah. of the game will change. It'll just be soak tackles. I think Drico talked about this. So, <laughs> with that in mind, with that in mind, I don't even, I don't even believe that. It was just a segue. <laughs> so I've uh, created uh, an alternative sport, yeah. or I have a suggestion um, okay. to get rid of head collisions in rugby. Um, okay, so instead of tackling, mm. um, teams are gonna uh, now players are going to wet willy each other. Did you ever do wet willy? Wet willy. Yeah. Wet Willie has gone. Like, They're similar to stuff. I haven't been wet Willie in a long I time. I haven't been wet Willie in years. Yeah. Anyway, but again, it's probably because we're older and we don't like people in the thirties don't wet Willie each I other. I really want to wet Willie. <laughs> what would what would what would wet Willie do? So obviously, wet Willie. Um, the players coming into so Bundy in that in that occasion. You need to let people know what a wet Willie is, man. For those who haven't been wet Willie. You know, yeah. <laughs> 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 now explain for the listeners. As well. Okay, it's a wet, it's a wet finger. <laughs> it's a dangerous one. There is like you don't, you don't want to put that back in your mouth. Don't lick you that. Be, you gotta use multiple <laughs> fingers. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Well, so if you're, back a player, in your mouth, if you're a player, you've only got ten well wet willies in a game. And these are, these aren't really wet willies. I think you've got eight wet willies. <laughs> I still let like, you explain the. Concept. Okay, so instead of Bundy um, taking that guy's head off, mm. he just lets him get past him. <laughs> wet willies him. and then um, that means that guy has to go down and then he becomes stuck in the mud so then instead of rocking That's instead of rocking players are going to get stuck in the mud so someone will have to climb one <clears> of <throat> um, the Samoan supporters supporting, uh, supporting players arriving at the the rock will have to climb through the man's legs to, in order to um, recycle the ball and then create a next phase also, the, this isn't just suggestions for rugby, changes of rules to rugby. This is a new sport. So I want to promote this sport and make it... Like, I want this to be a competitive, like, potentially an alternative for rugby. Okay. The name of it, the name of this new sport is, is um, Shrugby. Because it's like um, spoof rugby. And then I, I think it's going to be enjoyable <laughs> whenever people confuse this. So whenever they arrive, they buy tickets and they go to the... Shrugby World Cup, and they're like, "What the heck is this?" And we're like, "What do you think you bought tickets for the Rugby World Cup?" No, mate, you're at the Shrugby World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, 
uh, as a way of promoting my new All right, we're back. Um, Trimby just had an absolute mental breakdown, and I'm directing this to anyone who's seen Joker that. Do you remember when he does the stand-up comedy part? That's kind of what just happened there. Mm-hmm. Where Tri- Trimby just invented his own sport. You boys just don't get the sport. But <laughs> yeah, we're the, we're the you problem. Haven't, <laughs> we're you the haven't problem. been raised in shrugby families. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we'll come back to that. I think you need to. It's a work in progress sport. Yeah. Uh, come back to us next week. Put um, it on an email. Send it on to me, and I'll read it. <laughs> um, positives to be taken from the game. Uh, halfbacks probably play the best game they've played for Ireland in a long time. Yeah, I thought. I thought Sexton, when Sexton's on the field, man, we, we look. We look just look such an accomplished unit. Um, and I thought. I thought Murrow was good as well. The whole it was it was it was a really good performance. The only the only downside was probably Bundy getting sent off, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's happened and it's the one area where we're probably best stocked at centre with Chris Farrell, Henshaw, and Ringrose. So, uh, questions going into the game or criticism going into the game was variety of play, depth, um, taking the ball at pace, injecting a little bit of pace. And this is mm. attack wise because I don't think we there was too much in today's game that you could judge on defence, but. Attack-wise, did you do you think they? Oh, we got a guy sent off. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> but but like systemly. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you think? Yeah, you'd seen a lot more positive play. <clears throat> I think I think Ireland's Ireland play best when they when they use their kicking game and, as a foundation and layer everything around that. Um, I think they've tried to they've tried to add more variety in their game, but you don't want to go away from what you're best at. And we're best in structured game. We have a really good scrum. Um, our liner is important for, for 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 our launch plays. So that's uh, and we've seen what happens when that doesn't function for us. But by and large, it's generally good. And I think with, with Murray and with uh, with Sexton, you've got two of the best kickers of the ball. So use that as your foundation. But you, we have enough that we can vary it up as well. Like when when teams are disrespecting our run threat, then we we can we can run the ball if they're just loading the, loading their backfield to cover for the kick. We can we can move the ball, and I thought, I thought the first half against Russia, the way they started the game, moving the ball to the edge, kicking on the edge, like that that's good. Like if the run is on, take the run. But when you move the ball out to the wing, and if if it's not, then you have time to get to the kick. Um, and I think that's that's a good foundation. And everyone talks about the All Blacks and thinks that they just play this massive heads up rugby. They're brilliant in unstructured stuff because their skill sets are so good. But the majority of times, New Zealand play quite quite. You know they they kick the ball well. They play quite a structured game. You know they're good within it. It's just that if their set piece isn't working, if if something else isn't working, their game doesn't fall apart because they're not reliant on it. Because rugby in the, is is played primarily in the transitions when someone drops the ball and you go from defending and suddenly you're in attack. How do you, how good are you at exploiting that? And uh, when teams are kicking you the ball, how good are you at countering back at them? And you know because that's unstructured play and the more rounded your player's skill sets are from 1 to 15, the more you can exploit that. And when you've got more limited players with a skill set, you have, to, you have to focus more on the structured side of the game. So I think we just play to our, play to our strengths and then just <clears throat> add variety in around that. Does that, that make sense? See what, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah I, <clears throat> um, you still a bit wounded about shrubby? Yeah, it's on, my, it's on my mind a bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we... I don't think we can read anything uh, that much into that game at all. Same as same as last week. I just don't think there's not that much you can do. I think it's a it's a as you're on a hiding to nothing. The best case scenario, we beat them forty seven five, and everybody sort of goes, yeah, it's grand, it's grand. 
Mm. It's just to get the game done and then we'll get on with the quarterfinals. I think when, you, when, you, when they go out and they played clearly with a little bit more depth today, they were taking the ball at pace when they hit the line. Um, that was, for me, was someone has flagged it in, within the camp. I mean, everyone else outside was saying it, so mm. I'm sure they're aware of it. So for them to, to change up that really important part of the attack play um, allowed them to play a far more um, quicker game today and expose the, the Samoans. I mean, against Japan, we were so static and so flat all the time that it, it made it easy for the Japanese to defend against us, whereas we were, we were starting to, you know, open up teams were playing like that when you saw Murray playing like Eddie O'Sullivan criticised Murray before the game Penguin uh, Penguin uh, for <laughs> <laughs> get over it uh, for um, for not playing with enough pace that you know we all know how good Connor is one of the best players in the world and when he's at his best he's always sniper around the sides and he's playing with pace and he's he's a threat all the time and he, he criticised him before the game and um, I thought it was an interesting point because uh, when Ar- when Connor plays it that that well, Ireland play that well, and I think he was he was definite threat today. And what do you mean he doesn't uh, play at pace? Like he doesn't get there quick enough, or he doesn't get the ball away quick enough, or what was it? He yeah, I think he was saying uh, get the ball away quick enough, or as in his actual pass, or? just didn't see, doesn't play with enough urgency. But it's like as if that's the way Ireland are playing, as opposed to Connor. Like he's not slow getting there, or he's yeah. not. It's a, the ball is slow. We're we're not, and and the width on his pass wasn't stretching teams. Where I felt today, from minute one, there was a he was throwing fifteen yard pass to Connor to or to our forward pack on overs lines, and he was being a little bit more of a threat, and it was quicker ball to our detriment at times. Because there's a couple of times when he flung the ball out too fast, and we and we had a knock up and knock ons. Mm. But I definitely think that that's uh, that's when we're at our best. I think I had a question in there somewhere, but. I've answered it. Um, Lemur, uh yeah, he was decent, man. Talked him or played himself into a <coughs> into a starting place in the quarterfinal. Uh, <coughs> I don't know. I th- he played really. He played really well. Mm. But I think when you're playing the All Blacks and you've got someone like Carney who's been there and done it, how many, I don't know how many times. Big game player. And it's gonna be it's a totally different game. Playing Samoa is not the same as playing the All Blacks. Mm. Uh, Larmer was unbelievable today. He was brilliant, making line breaks, stepping people, making off fluids, scoring tries, whatever. Grand against Samoa, but that doesn't have it's a totally different game. Because mm. yeah, well, he did all he when, could possibly do today. Yeah, but when is he ever going to get a chance? Then I'm not saying I'm not saying just the logic. If if you were if you were Jordan Lamore and you played that game, and um, <laughs> You know, he, I, th- I thought he was he, his fundamentals at fifteen were decent, and then he he gives you that that bit of magic on the edge. So like when things are static, static. When Sexton got the ball for for Sexton's try, uh, when Lamore offloaded him, Sexton just said, oh, "I've got Jordan Lamore here. Just move the ball as quick as he could, get the ball into his mm. hands." And Jordan just stepped the guy on the outside, got his hands free, and offloaded on the inside. That's that's what he's going to give you. I I, I completely get that that Rob is so dependable, and his his fundamentals are outstanding. Um, but like at some stage, if you're that, if you're that player, you say, "Well, uh, uh, every time you've picked me, I've pretty much delivered." Like he, you know, he was very good against Scotland. He was very good there at 15 as well. So, yeah. So I'm not saying that um, Lara won't start or start or Carney should start. I'm just saying the reason why he should start is not because he played well against Samoa. 
it's it's because he's a better player or he's played better in the past or he shows mm. shows more. I'm just saying the Samoa yeah. playing well against Samoa doesn't make you any more doesn't improve the I don't know, I suppose your your rationale for starting Larmer. I think no, you start it, him because it, it you think he's a better he's player. in form. Mm. I just think it's a totally different I understand maybe momentum, right? Fine. Yeah. I understand the level. Samoa aren't gonna be at the same level, but Yeah. Are you right? The shrugby thing's kinda What's wrong with that? He also fell off his bike earlier on today. Oh, yeah, on a bad day. Trimby went ahead over. Yeah, I went. I was. Um, I was <laughs> cycling down, um, like along the line, like the Lewis line, and then it just so happens that the wee um, grooves for the for the Lewis oh, shit, are the perfect win for a uh, bike tire. And then I was going straight, and then the the like the track was just turning around the corner, and then it, it I just went into the groove and it turned my my wheel kind of forty five degrees, and I went over the handlebars. I, th- I don't know if I landed on my head or landed like on my back, but anyway, I bounced up straight away, and this homeless guy goes, "Are you Roy?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, shush, 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 like, don't make a scene." <laughs> Presume no one laughed or helped you. No they, one laughed or helped. Yeah, which is what I wanted. <laughs> I was bit. concerned. I thought I because I, I went over the handlebars and then when I landed on my back, then I thought I've crushed my laptop here, but it was fine. You Just didn't break it. Didn't break my laptop. No, no. I was pretty much completely unscathed. Got a little bit of a, a knock on my shin. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. Maybe handlebar on the way past. Apart from that, Still having a bad day, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I need to. We'll go for a drink afterwards, will we? No, I've got to get a train. <laughs> You're just alone on the train. I'm going to like cycle right past the, the spot that I fell off. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Uh, Flau, how's your week going? How's Good. their sport? You sick of uh, talking about the typhoon? Yeah. Sick of talking about the typhoon. Super yeah. typhoon. That's not yeah. what you can say, really, yeah. Yeah, but it was, yeah, it was good. Just um, we only had one game today, you know, because of, it, because of uh, the uh, New Zealand game being called off, but or the England-France game being called off, that's I think what we're covering today. So, yeah, getting, but it's been good. Getting much feedback from your television appearances? Um, like I said before, I think there was a couple of Scottish people who got pissed off at me at the start. Um, but uh, Far less Samoans around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the Samoans haven't... I wasn't I didn't say anything derogatory about Samoa. But... Um, yeah, it's like you know when you retire and suddenly people people don't know, don't know you anymore, and then they see you back on the TV again. They're like, I, I was in I was in town during the week and I parked the car, and I saw this guy walked. I was on the phone and this guy walked past the car as I'd parked it, and he kept looking at me, and I was like, oh, this is a bit fucking weird. <laughs> and then I looked at him and he had like a tracksuit, but he had a woolly jumper tucked into the tracksuit. <laughs> he, he was a bit overweight, and I was like, oh, he looks like a. F- looks like a bit of a maniac and then he just kept his eyes on me all the way and then you know when you're standing in the car and you're still still on my phone and I was I was parked and I could say he's, he's still I think I still look at me and I was like had a look and I was like oh fuck he is so then um, he kind of he kind of leant over to the car to the window of the car and I went like I'm on the phone and then he's like oh okay and I was like maybe he'll be gone and then eventually I got out of the car and he was standing there and he goes uh, he goes well, how, how's it going? I said, how you doing? He goes, uh, can, can I get a photo with you? And I said, uh, yeah, yeah. He goes, he goes, I've no phone. And I was like, okay, well, what do you want to do then? He goes, then he goes, hang on a minute. 
I'll get oh, I'll get somebody. And there was a guy sitting outside having a coffee, and uh, he goes, "Sorry." Your man goes, "Yeah." He goes, ah, can, "Can you take a picture of us on your phone and send it to me?" And your man goes, <laughs> your man goes, he goes I don't have a phone. I was like, I was there. He 100% has a phone. And then he was like, I was like, I, was like, I don't think this is going to work, man. You know, so and, hiding uh, his phone in his pocket. Then there was just these people walking past. What was he going to do? Get that guy to send him? Yeah, he was going to. You take the photo of me, and then I'll give you my number, and you send it to me. And I was like. I, Did you not volunteer to take a photo on your phone? No, or? I was going to give it to. Oh, I don't have a phone no, either. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I'd already been on the phone. Phones. Yeah, that was that was like a that was a fake phone that I had. <laughs> and then these two 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 young lads from school walk from a school walk past, and he goes, "Sorry, can you take a photo of of, of us, please?" And they were like, "Yeah, he's there on your phone." And I was like. This guy's 100% going to kill you, man. You, you, you're going to get a picture that of him. sounds quite joker <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, this, is, this is the start of the joker. He was, he was so odd, man. A woody jumper tucked into, tracksuit, in, into his tracksuit pants. And eventually then he was like, um, the kids were like, t- the kids took, took a photo of, of me with him. And then he was like, giving him a phone number. I said, you've got the picture of the guy now who's definitely going to kill you. And he's going to dump your body. <laughs> and the young fellow was like laughing. And I was like, I'm serious, I'm man. Serious. Uh, don't give this guy your number. And then... The dude, he was laughing the, nervously. Yeah, a dude went away, and then the young fellas were like, "Oh, Felix is a traitor," or something like this to me. Like, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah he is. That's true." Two Face. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was pretty mm. weird, but that's that's as much as I got from it. Wow, that's not what you expect when you get back in the TV. You're like, "Yeah, I'm back in the limelight. Mm. Yeah, be looking cool. All the good times um, are back again." Yeah. <laughs> Well, that was Limerick City, and we're back in Limerick City. This Thursday night, we've our second live show of the season. It's going to be class. We're in 1314 Pub, uh, which happens to be uh, Jerry's Bar, coincidentally enough. Uh, But, yeah, I'm very excited about that. You're looking forward to coming to Limerick? Uh, Yeah. I'm looking forward to the show. Yeah. Not in love with Limerick. Why not? What's a Limerick ever do to you? Bad experiences there, I suppose, coming to Munster, getting your ass handed to you. Regularly, yeah. Did you, yeah? Yeah. What's your ratio of winning, do you reckon, in Thorman Park? Um, we've won... Yourself, personally? Yeah. Yeah, me, I've, I've won maybe two or three times in 12 years. Not great. Have you played a quarter-final in, in Europe? Yeah, I played that. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good pretty one. big one. That was one of my favourite moments in an Ulster jersey. Yeah. Absolutely As a reflection of what it's like going down to Thomond in Europe. Mm. Were you it playing is, that night? No, I was injured. But I, I remember the difference. I don't know if this is a bit controversial now, but when, when we used to go up to up to when it was Ravenhill years ago, I used to hate going up there, man, because we like you used to get abused, man, abused. Uh, by the supporters there and the ball boys I knew you were going to bring it I've heard you say this the ball you've had boys. an issue with the ball boys at Ulster yeah. for years because you go up and you'd be like uh, dry the ball uh, give me the towel and the ball and they just go up and just drop the ball in front of me and I'd be like this, you fucking and I'd be a camera and I'd be like little you little <laughs> and then uh, so like I, I hated like I remember we were, we were getting we were getting we used to get a lot of stick like nasty shit man when, no. we, were, when we were there and then no they're salt of the earth. Uh, this is this was years ago. Still, and then after that, like when they when they beat us there, like I was just met so many Ulster supporters, and they were just such. They were like just down to a party in Limerick, man. They had such a laugh. It was. Um, and then when we've gone up to when we've gone up to Kingspan now, when I was coaching up there, like the supporters are all pretty sound up there. Yeah, uh, but there's obviously a, an element that you weeded out. 
I'm not sure if the ball boys are still dicks. I'm sure they've, they're probably still not ball boys there now. Cause it was probably, they're probably playing now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's probably about 15 years ago, but that was my little beef with Ulster years ago. The ball boys, that's first world problems. Mm. You've no beefs at Limerick? No, not, not in general, no. Um, we just, yeah, as you say, we just got hammered often when we went down there, Yeah, generally. And then we had a couple of big moments, that was about it. Cool. I just remember... Um, after the quarterfinal, there's a picture in the tunnel at Kingspan, <clears> and it's um, like Johan Muller and Kievy kind of celebrating after we won. And there's Rog at the front, slightly blurred, not in focus, rubbing his knee. It's <laughs> 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 a nice little illustration of where he was at. Yeah. He came in to the uh, change room afterwards and congratulated us. Did he? Which was very well received. Yeah. That, is that still done? Like when you were coaching last year, would you see a little bit of that? Uh, it's it's rare enough, but when what did what, what did Raj say? What, Sorry, just come in and said um, just what you would expect. You know, um, fair play, best team today. Thought you were brilliant. Um, well done, congratulations. Yeah, and not in a like a, a con- like condescending, not in a like mm. you know, it was as genuine as Raj is. I'm a big fan of Raj. Yeah, and I think everybody is as well. Everybody respects him, and that meant a lot. Because mm. I think he acknowledged how big it was for us because mm. we'd been kind of knocking on the door for a while at the time and we'd never got to the stage where we, we, we beat Leinster and Munster occasionally in big games. Or not, sorry, not in big games, in one, uh, one-offs. But that was a big game, that was a big moment. Thilman Park, quarter-final, knockout stages mm. in Europe. Mm. And then you know, that was a massive win for us. And he acknowledged it, so it was yeah. nice. Nice moment. Mm. Come on, Raj. After we, hope his knees okay. <laughs> when we, yeah. after we, um, I think a few years ago there, after Axel passed away, we played Ulster quite uh, maybe three weeks after it, and I remember Rob Herring came into the dressing room, and it was like it was a pretty, we won like really tight game. I think I think you were under the pump for results at the time, and uh, you should you probably should have beaten us, and we, we ended up winning. And I remember Rob Herring came in and. They all came in and said, we'll have a beer with you and stuff like that. I, I, I was really appreciative. I thought, like, he's a solid guy, man. Yeah, yeah I think that is, that's, that's a big thing about rugby in general. Mm. Again, same thing, whenever uh, Nevin Spence died, a couple of weeks later we played Treviso and they came in and it was like a Spence Treviso jersey. Mm. Nice touch. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably something that runs all the way through rugby. Mm. Yeah, we had it with the, with the Maoris when we played them as well. It was good. It's good. We'll keep it moving. Let's yeah. not get too somber. Mm. No. Quickly, wet willy somewhere. Wet willy. <laughs> More wet willies on the show. Uh, all right, we'll be back straight after this with Black and White. You're listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Time for Black and White. Everyone knows, Pointy Guinness, perfect excuse to come together. This juicy topic will tear the House of Rugby apart. Going, going on the basis of Willie, Mac, Willie John McBride because we spoke with him. You can call him Willie McBride. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, that Willie John McBride would, would have been as successful in the modern day game as he was in the past. Definitely. Trimby, you're arguing against. Baz, you're arguing for. Okay, can I just confirm though? Willie John McBride playing in the modern game, is he the age he is now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes he is. <laughs> no, no, okay. no, he's he's put in a, in a time machine. He's put in a time machine. He's, time and he's, he's in his 
He's 27. Is he in exact same physical shape as he was back then? We give him. Yeah. Okay, fine. I'll go first. Okay, let's go. We got 30 seconds. Pat's got it. Okay. Um, uh, Sorry, am I I arguing he wouldn't have made it? Yes. Fine. Okay, because because that's exactly what I think. Uh, (laughs) Willie John McBride is, what is he, 5'11 or something? (laughs) Not big enough to play in the second row. He wouldn't be a line out option. He's skinny. He, I read his autobiography. Autobiography. He, um, he, he was very unprofessional. <laughs> he used to hitch rides to Belfast to play in the Senior Cup final. That, to me, is not the approach of a man who's going to make it in professional rugby in 2019. Wow, done. Perfect. Three seconds is fair. Man, have you seen his footwork in those <laughs> videos? I know it's really hard to tell in those videos back then because it's in black and white and it's kind of scratchy TV, but he's like really sharp footwork, even though he's wearing those boots that are like a ton in weight. And he's also carrying a rugby ball that was like a, a medicine ball. Uh, so imagine him when he's just like with a little light ball and with those lightning fast uh, boots that make you faster. He's, he no, no, no. He has to bring his boots with him. No, he doesn't. He can wear whatever he wants. And uh, he's just so much... Uh, he doesn't have the distractions of the phone all the time, so he's going to be way more clued in. Pipe. He's, he's, <laughs> he can bring his pipe. And he just... He, all right, time's up. But when he arrived in 2019, he got a phone. No. Nah. And he was like, holy crap. <laughs> this is unreal. <laughs> he was straight on Tinder. He's, he's still... He's still <laughs> He's still a lot, so he has a, he probably, imagine what I he presume he has phones. a phone now, man. So, yeah. No, no, but he didn't, he didn't have any interest. Um, he was too busy with the UFOs thing. He couldn't get over that first and foremost. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with Baz on this one. Well, how do you do, do Willie John McBride? Willie McBride. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, Jerry. Okay, ba- based on the fact that if you, if you took a guy who played with those shitty boots and those really heavy balls and gave him like the light ball and gave him good boots now, I think he'd be even better. And the only reason he was hitching, man, is because that's probably how they got around in those days, on donkeys and stuff like that. No, he'd be like um, a Crocodile Dundee when he arrived in New York that time. He'd be like, what's this, a B-Day? <laughs> <laughs> but he was beating up lads. Crocodile Dundee. Washing his ass. Yeah. Willie John McBride will get his head <laughs> kicked in. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening uh, on all your favorite apps. And for those of you watching on YouTube, hello. Uh, please do leave us a rating and a review. It's very important to us, isn't it? Yeah. We're gonna, we need to start reading them out as well. Oh, yeah. Our, our reviews. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Because we want to reward our penguins. Yeah. Like any, any penguins have got any nice reviews or any conspiracy theories, I support them as well. Yeah. Um, please get in touch with us. The, the wackier, the better. And we'll, we'll definitely read them out. We will read anything. Yeah, often the more untrue, the better. Yeah, fact. Uh, cheers to everyone that was involved in making the show this week. To Pat, Alan, Colm and Anthony. This has been Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby here on Joe together with Guinness. Party on. Party on. You were listening to Baz and Andrew's House of Rugby on Joe, together with Guinness. Drink responsibly. Visit drinkaware.ie for the facts.